Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barty Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, some of the headlines investors will be paying attention mm-hmm. to. Just a reminder, uh, Wall Street closed overnight futures looking a uh, little change ahead of more earnings reports. Other things making the headlines among them, cryptocurrencies. We've seen detractors and we've seen supporters as well. Right now, the MAS is coming out to say, well, you can operate here, but do not target the general public in order to drum up your business. Tell us more, Ryan. That's right, guys. A bit of a dampener when it comes to crypto for at least the retail crowd. So what we have is some guidelines from the MAS, how crypto service providers should not provide their services to the general public in Singapore. So a bit of a guideline or regulation or discouragement for these firms or companies to not advertise their wares or services on the street. For example, uh, not too long ago, if you pass by Orchard Road, you might have seen some huge billboards Mm. on some of the buildings like Orchard Towers was one of them. Crypto.com advertising their services with this big tagline, Fortune favours the brave. So you've got all these very flashy marketing advertisements just trying to entice or attract people on the street to dabble in cryptocurrencies. And that is one of the dangers I think the MS has started to notice. Mm, fair play. I mean, there have been influencers or celebrities who have gotten into a bit of trouble mm. as well because, well, quite frankly, maybe they don't even know what they're representing. Yeah, I think that is the danger with the landscape these days, right? You've got an app. It's so easy to play it like a game. Mm. Some people don't even realize how much money they are you know, putting on the table or on the line and it can be very easy to just take on too much risk yeah. and I think this is where the MS is coming from right you have to be aware of how much risk you are you know, taking and with celebrities putting their name to some of the uh, more speculative assets you pointed out some celebs are mm. dabbing in things like that you've got Kim Kardashian and the boxer Floyd Mayweather they are oh. being sued for crypto fraud and other celebs also dabbling in this space uh, maybe attracting their fans to join them ex-Liverpool star Michael Owen there you mm. go. <laughs> and another sports legend uh, Manny Pacquiao Pac-Man okay. also in the crypto space among other celeb names uh, you know, if you're a fan maybe you might just be joining them to be part of the you know, whole fanfare and whatnot. Can just imagine how this might pan out you know, BTS and yeah. other musicians wow. Because people would blindly, well, pardon me, but blindly follow their idols. If their idol says that this is good, they may not realise that their idol is getting paid money to, mm. <laughs> to say that this is something good. So as part of the guidelines, so they should now not be marketed through the engagement of third-party influencers, okay. social media influencers. So that is um, an encouraging step, I think, towards a more I guess, measured way mm. to control the crypto space. Well, actually, these social media influencers and celebrities also, I think they need to learn a lesson here. Do your due diligence before you put your name behind some product or service or organisation. Really, come on. Well, we've got other quite exciting things taking on the headlines as well. Something that came out of actually something very negative. Scams. But an online petition is adding colour yet 
adding some governance uh, to what is going on or attempting to anyway. Tell us more. Yeah, Bharti, have you heard of Captain Sinky? Mm, nope, well, I haven't. Maybe in the coming days, you will hear more of this name because uh, he started an online petition or he or she uh, started this online petition on change.org and this all around the OCBC scam fallout where you've got more than 400 people falling for scams totaling 8.5 million dollars and now he is calling for some changes in regulations and this is around how you might be familiar with this um you know on your phone you might get some sms's being sent from various people um you don't know with names like um people asking you to borrow money you know take part in betting websites and sometimes they can even name themselves as banks and that message then falls into the conversation you are already having with your bank so they can in effect duplicate the name for example OCBC DBS or UOB and then just disguise themselves as the bank and continue that conversation in that same SMS thread so what this petition is going for is to have some form of enforcement that if you want to have a name or register for a name as an SMS sender, you need to register. And this is the case for actually a few countries already, but in Singapore, that is not being implemented. And so far, the petition has attracted um, more than 800 people to push for this from the IMDA to take a look at this. Didn't we have a law recently to protect against people messaging you? It's uh, almost similar to the... It's like a no-call act or something like that. I think you might be referring to the PNC or Do Not not Call call Registry. registry. Part of the PDPA Ah, Act. Uh, What is worth noting is you can block people with a number. So, no, plus six, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, Those sort of things can be blocked. But if someone sends it via a uh, must name, like... Hey, Mr. X or Captain uh, Obvious. No, right, you right. can't block that. So that is the walkaround that some of these spammers have been able to use. Okay, so this actually uh, entails telemarketing messages via phone, call, SMS or fax. This is the Do Not Call Registry, DNC uh, Registry. Uh, applies to home office and mobile numbers. Registration f- is free, does not expire. Okay, but I can see the complication there when, when you have... Uh, it's a bit of a workaround that these... Um, s- Scammers or it's or very hard do. to trace back mm. to who sent it, mm. so it's uh, fair point. A, a very complex web. All right, mm. well, hopefully something can be done about it. Um, we're not just paying attention to that. Uh, investors have quite a bit to digest, especially on the back of the World Economic uh, Forum agenda that's being held online. Yeah, so what we have is um, China in the on the table, or at least on the radar. And that's because yesterday we got the GDP data, a bit better than expected, coming through for a fourth quarter at 4%, above consensus forecast of 3.6%, still moderating from the third quarter from 4.9%. Mm. And that's expected because of the property sector slump, among other worries there. So all in, you've got China saying they are not worried about slowing growth. And that is from Xi Jinping. And he is saying, you know, things are still on track, the economy is resilient and Mm. has sufficient potential. Um, But what's worth noting is we saw the People's Bank of China yesterday cutting rates to help shore up or at least buffer for um, the slower growth or revive some of that growth. So something that investors will be digesting. And talking about central banks, the BOJ, the Bank of Japan, Mm -hmm. will be in action this morning at around 11 a.m. So they will be closely watched as well. No changes expected, but we are watching out to see how much commentary they are going to be making around inflation and that will then kind of give a bit of a runway or 
plan to how much longer they expect to keep their rates at that level. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.